All right, fans, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're going to hit you with another two-parter this week. Uh, the first part will be our preview for WWE Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, uh, or known as TLC. And then part two, which will come in a couple days after NXT airs most likely, will be the preview for the NXT TakeOver London special, which will be live from London on the network next week on Wednesday, while most of us in the States are at work. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce the crew. D-Wayne uh, is going to join us at some point here, but I do have Mr. Uh, Silly Sellis. How are you, sir? Good, sir. Uh, kind of pumped up. Sorry my Niners had to come to Chicago and steal one, but hey, any any win counts, even though you're not a Bears fan, but still, shout out to Chicago. It was actually really preferable for me because um, the Patriots dropped their second in a row, and not a lot of people have ammo around here because between the Bears blowing it and the Hawkeyes blowing it, you know, everybody in the Midwest is kind of bumming right now, so. Even this, my Phoenix Suns beat the Chicago Bulls at a little buzzer beater the other night. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't. I watched the part of the first quarter, but there was a tremendous um, NFL Monday Night Football game on that I watched right up to the end there. When D-Wing comes on, we'll have to talk about that. How's your wife doing, by the way? She's a Washington fan. She fell asleep on it because uh, she was like, the game was so boring. So she went right to sleep on it, and so did I. So when they did all the scoring at the end, I totally missed that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, uh, the NFC East. Oh, now D-Wayne chimes in because the Cowboys are getting talked about. Hi, D-Wayne. Hello. And we're going to make the playoffs. Why? <laughs> Matt, Cass- Matt Castle and the Ragtag Cowboys. Hey. And tell your wife that we're going to come to Green Bay. We're going to win. I'm not going to tell her that because you don't know you don't know how hardcore she gets about the Packers. She'll have to uh, we'll have to have you two get on here and hash that out at some point. Um, We also have Doctor M in the house. Doctor M, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Ready to chat about uh, what we what we can expect in the next couple of weeks because honestly i'm not so sure yeah it's gonna get a little dicey here with the uh, tlc preview let's just go ahead and jump into it i'm gonna throw you guys some of the undercard matches just to preview for the fans and we'll save the big ones for later i want to start with what i think could be a pretty good opener and i'll throw this to you uh dr m since you're such a big fan of his kevin owens the uh, intercontinental champion defending against dean ambrose and what Kind of seems to be sort of a hodgepodge little feud that was thrown together. And from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I missed something. They're feuding over the fact that Dean Ambrose won a number one contendership. And then Dean Ambrose threw movie refreshments in Kevin Owens' face on Raw last night. Did I miss anything? Uh, No, I think you have it covered. There was definitely some popcorn and soda thrown or pop for you Midwest people. Pop, yes. Uh in uh, Owens' face last night. I, From what I understand, this feud was actually supposed to happen and be kind of like a fuller thing like a couple months ago, but with Rollins going out and them having to throw together that world title tournament, I think it got put to the side, and now we're just going to kind of slap it on the TLC here. So, Okay. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, it should be a good match, mm-hmm. those two in the ring. I, I think we're, we can all expect a good match. Um, but I definitely think Owens is going to stay with the belt. Yeah, I don't see him dropping it here, and it kind of seemed like there wasn't a lot to those Brock Lesnar WrestleMania rumors with KO, so I could easily see him hanging on to the strap for quite a while at this point, um, so I definitely agree with you there. Hey, um, 
Mr. D. Wayne, do you mind talking about Del Rio versus Swagger in a chairs match? First of all, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I know you don't. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> I, I don't. I can see and honestly say that this is nothing but a filler match. And I'm very disappointed with what creative has done with ADR. I mean, he's just there. And this is why he will be featured on the next episode of the Scene of Monster Files. Because guess what? If John Cena never left to take his break to film a TV show, will Alberto Del Rio even have the U.S. title? And again, the U.S. title is meaningless now. I'm not even excited. It's just... Uh, I'm just so disappointed right now. And this match right here is just... Like I said, it's a filler match. There's no point to it. You have Jack Swagger, who I haven't saw in Lord knows when, come out because... Of, of Seth Coulter. No, 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 no. Weren't, weren't you happy, though, that they started to initiate the official split of Coulter and ADR? Maybe that could lead to something? Maybe a Zeb Coulter on a pole match at the Rumble? <laughs> I think they have split now, haven't they? I mean, it seemed pretty official, but you wonder if Zeb's going to come out and rejoin Swagger at any oh, point yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but then it's just like, okay, well... Is this creative just correcting themselves again? Like, oh, we got that Max America, Max America thing wrong, and let's go back. No, it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, inconsistent booking never really benefits anyone, especially the the main talents involved, no matter how good they are. Um, so, I, I guess ADR for the retention there, D Wayne, if you had to pick. I mean, ADR for retention, one of the reasons why, because, first of all, they pay him a lot of money. Second of all, he's in this so-called, I guess we'll talk about this stable a little bit later, but he's in that so-called League of Nations stable, so why not keep the title on him? Sure. I'd like to see that stable collect a little more gold, but we'll get to that, like you said, a little bit later. Uh, Mr. Sellis, I'm going to give you this um, ECW... One Night Stand Part 1 Million team versus the the Wyatts in what appears to be an eight-man tag, and it's a tables match. I don't know if it means that all four guys need to be put through a table. I'm not clear on the rules. I'm not sure that WD will attempt to establish those rules even during the match, but what do you make of this? Uh, I see Wyatt family for the win here. Yeah, a couple of things I want to go, but before I go there, my wife is threatening me as we're recording the show that I need to recant a statement on the game she actually stayed up to watch the game at the end. I'm the one who fell asleep because I was bored with the game. And she saw the disaster that happened at the end. She was threatening to kill me during this podcast. So I want to make sure I live to see five, at least ten more minutes to record. So I want to recant that hey, statement first. real quick, um, can, can she hear us right now? Um, wife of Silly Sellers, can you hear me right now? Can she hear us? Uh, she can't hear you, but I can go to where she is. Well, just just um, just let just ask her this question for me, real quick. Ask her, you like that? You like that? And ask me and tell me what she says. Okay, so Aaron has a question for you, wife. You like that? You like that? <laughs> okay, fan. She just made an excellent mark that I can't. <laughs> <laughs> just, so um, let's go continue back to what we're talking about here in wrestling you like that you like that 
that meme or that that that, that uh, video clip just to go with this episode. Maybe that would give us a lot of viewership just on that. And and we got to put my wife's facial reaction that she just made with that. So, you like that? Uh, okay, I'm good. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Wyatt's in the the ECW team. First, when I saw this happen on Raw, well, let me go back. When I heard about on Sunday that uh, I guess. The Dudleys were saying, make sure you watch Raw because we're going to bring out another original member of ECW. I was like, hmm. I was hoping maybe a Sabu. I was hoping maybe, you know, Sandman. I was hoping RVD. And when it came out, you know, as Rhino, I was like, hmm, it's a major disappointment. Because if we all follow wrestling, you know, like we all do, especially the fans that listen to the podcast, everybody knows Rhino has been on NXT. So it seemed like it wasn't a big surprise of somebody that came in like a Tommy Dreamer. It's just somebody that was in ECW that happened to be in NXT that can just get called up for this one month. Exactly. We all know, at least in my opinion, that Rhino won't do anything major while he's on the main roster. Um, he's just post-dated in a way. And to me, this whole match seems just post-dated. And by being an ECW Originals, it's great to see them come back on the TLC pay-per-view. It's just the moment that they're doing it is just the wrong time. And by them facing the Wyatts, especially how the Wyatts came out yesterday, are you trying to make the Wyatts trying to shift to a babyface reaction in a way? I mean, I, I, that's what I just felt like. Cause, like basically, when you know had all those groups come out yesterday on Raw, I was just like thinking, are they trying to test out if the Wyatts could be a, a, a face group? Um, so I'm just not sure how they're going to react like that, especially coming against Sheamus and them if that comes to a future down the line. Mm-hmm. But for this match, to me, it's just going to be a spot fest. Um, it, to me, I don't think it needs to be no longer than 10 minutes because I don't think people like Tommy Dreamer or Bubba Ray or Devon Dudley need to be in there that long. Uh, I do see the Wyatt family for the win, but they need to give the Wyatt family some type of credentials and beat somebody if you're going to push Bray Wyatt. So definitely, that's how I think it's going to go. It's definitely a way to get him a win on a pay-per-view after jobbing The Undertaker for the better part of 2015. Um, sure. I, I loved, just to kind of go back to Raw, I loved that opening segment with the four teams. It was just nice yeah. to see something different. Um, even though it ended up being an iteration of a tag match, I'm I'm cool with that because it was a cool match. You know, I thought something funny, and I'm interested to hear D Wayne's thoughts on this too. Not to get too sidetracked, but um, I'm going to be predicting Sheamus for the retention when we get to that. I wanted to proceed that just so it's known where I'm going with this. What if we talked about Roman Reigns and Triple H being a thing, and maybe that doesn't need to be for the title? If you have that match, you have uh-huh. um. Cena and Taker, you have Brock, and I would love Kevin Owens, but the the internet's now saying that that's completely not the case yet. What if you did Sheamus and Roman for the title, and they both had their respected um, factions in their back pocket, and Bray wins the Rumble? Mm, that could be interesting. Like w- that might be one of the only guys I would you know be interested in seeing face Sheamus if he entered WrestleMania as the champion, because if they're building them up with this big stable, and I really am stepping on the toes of our main segment here, I kind of would think you need to turn bright babyface, and the crowd could get behind that. Not as the main event of WrestleMania, mind you, but as a match, a main event. I see where you're going. Here's two problems with that. To me, I just still think they switch baby faces too frequently from heels, especially if they're solid heels, that I think sometimes a good company needs, needs bad guys to win. Like for one time, and I'm not trying to put no pun or spoiler in it, like I, I, uh, in a future movie that's come out, I would love to see like, you know, 
you know, kryptonite of some way beat Superman or the Joker beat Batman. I just want a villain to win sometimes, you know, but I know that's not in the storybook ending that we're going to get. And the second thing is, I think it's very sad if you push the WWE World Heavyweight title with Brock Lesnar, with The Rock, especially in recent moments of having that new type of belt, that that belt is not the main event of WrestleMania. I, I just don't like that. And by you just saying that if Sheamus has a match with Bray Wyatt and that's not going to be the main event of the belt, to me, I think you're just, you know, degrading the value of the belt with Sheamus as your champion, especially at WrestleMania. One oh, of the biggest manias that you have. I agree with you to an extent, and I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to let that be the main event if that's the title match. That's more gotcha, just me, me reading them, but that's all I'm saying. I got this right now. If Sheamus walks into the building in WrestleMania with the title on, anywhere close to him, I'm going to be mad the whole night. <laughs> How is that any different from New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> the whole night. You were mad the whole night in New Orleans too. The whole night. I'm just kind of counting on it at this point as part of my entertainment for the evening. <laughs> mad and drunk. Near the belt. Oh boy. Anywhere part to the belt. Um, Doctor M, did you want to get in there before we moved on to a different match? Uh, I mean, I. I agree with D-Wayne in the sense that I, I don't care to see Sheamus in a featured marquee match at WrestleMania at all. Um, but in some sense, it's starting to look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a possibility. So, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, if he does have the belt, then I agree with you, Aaron, that it certainly is not going to be the main event of the night. Yeah. I Just mean, remember this. If Sheamus goes to Mania as a champion and walks out as a champion, he's not giving it up until July. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I'm just saying. You and your Ninja Turtles. Oh, my goodness. I, I have to plug it every time he's champion. I have to plug it. I, I understand. Have to plug it. Um, I saved the three big matches that, you know, big in my opinion for last year, barring any, you know, random Tyler Breeze, Dolph Ziggler part 17 that we might get. Um Let's let's all jump in on this one. We have um, a triple threat ladder match for the tag championships. You have the champions, the New Day, and I can only imagine that Xavier is going to get in there and make it a trio because it's a ladder match and you can't get DQ'd. Versus the Lucha Dragons versus the Usos. I mean, this is going to be fun, first and foremost. I'm really looking forward to this match, and my goodness, what what... A crutch the New Day has become for the WWE creative. They were all over Raw the past several weeks. Mm-hmm. I love the segment with Team Bad that I heard you guys talking about before we recorded. Um, yep. I love that they've kind of, you know, moonlighted with the, the new League of Nations stable. There's, I wonder if down the line in 2016 you don't see these guys go after mid-card singles titles also together. And maybe eventually the world title if they stay as over as they are now. Why? Can I ask you a question just Why by the saying heck that? not? Yeah. Out of everybody in the New Day, based on where they are right now, who do you see being that later world champion out of this group? Because e. you think in groups like this, somebody always comes out a world champion later down the line. Who is that person you think, Aaron? Big E. Big E? You not, not Kofi? No. No. Not okay. not that I don't respect <laughs> Kofi. I just Big E's got the size and he's younger. And mm-hmm. if you could team him with I, Xavier as his mouthpiece, my goodness. Hey, yeah. you know why Big E? You 
know why we all say Biggie? Because of the twerking? Because <laughs> person and one person only who endorses him. John Cena. You're not wrong. Um, what I'm more interested in here, I I kind of, you know, I, I want the New Day to be champions forever, but I kind of wonder if we might get a short reign from one of these other two teams and give the New Day something new to do in terms of, like, chasing for a little bit and being angry again. Because the New Day is far more entertaining when they're angry about something. Uh-huh. And and if that was the case, don't wouldn't you see the Usos being the one to take up the straps for a little while? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, but I agree. I expect this to be the match of the night. Actually, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the caliber of talent with all the all three of those teams, and I think it would be nice to see the. I think it would be interesting. I should say to see the the titles switch a little bit. Although we keep getting these rumors that. Uh, Enzo and Cass could possibly be coming up to the main roster, and that would be an amazing feud yeah. just on the microphone with the New Day. Yeah. Um, even though Enzo and Cass aren't really all that great in the ring, but I think their might skills in many ways kind of overshadow that. Um, That'd be a great Mania match. Well, don't Mania you, don't you think that um, the guys that they'd be working against in the New Day could carry them to an extent too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Especially Kofi. And, yeah, I, I agree that... Um, I'm really curious to see where the New Day goes in 2016 because I think it is a logical next step to have them going for championships. And yeah, Big E would probably be the choice because, you know, he's the typical Vince McMahon big guy. Although I would certainly like to see Xavier Woods um, have maybe not the world title, but a mid-card title uh, because I think he deserves it. Mm -hmm. Dr. M, I got a question for you too. Do you see Naomi being part of this match and maybe going against her husband and trying to help the New Day with this new little union? Oh, with the, uh, you know, I wow, that could that would be interesting. Um, I mean, those two groups. I was I don't know if you heard this a round before we went on the air, but I was talking about how Team Bad and the New Day have done all these hilarious YouTube videos of like their kind of pseudo feud backstage and competitions and stuff. I've seen some of it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think it would be great if they had an alliance. I mean, the, what happened on raw doesn't really do that justice because that crowd was terrible. Yeah. It was raw was in like an actual wrestling town. I think they would have gotten a much bigger pop Mm. for that segment. And, uh, I think there's a lot WWE could do by uniting both those stables. Mm. Sorry, I'm still here. I'm chasing my cat out of the room. My cat's being a jerk. <laughs> my cat, cat got your tongue? My cat just turned, my cat just turned heel. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. That was funny. Um, I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Um, so I guess, like, we'll go around the horn real quick. I'm just curious about, do you guys see the New Day dropping it here? Um, Let's start with you, D-Wayne. If, do you see them retaining, or if not, who's going to pick up the straps? Because I could see it going either way. Um, if WWE is smart... Well, don't don't count on that, D-Wayne. <laughs> um, I do see New Day retaining, but if they do drop the strap, it's, it's tough 
because I think they like um, the Lucha Dragons, but I won't be surprised if, if the New Day perhaps drops the strap and if creative dumb enough to make that happen, then I won't be surprised if the Usos do it. Yeah. What about you, Dr. M? Who's you, who do you ultimately have here? Um... It's a tough question. I actually would not be surprised if the Usos won, mainly because, you know, they've been getting mixed in with Roman and the authority lately. And I could definitely see the Usos maybe snagging this win and then the authority, you know, still kind of a thorn in their side is, you know, I could see the authority putting them against like Braun Strowman and some other guy from the Wyatts or, um, you know, kind of stacking the deck against them constantly um, going forward. So I want the New Day to win, but I think uh, I actually think the Usos are going to take it. Uh, Celis, are you going to pick the Usos also? You know what? I, I, I want to say the New Day will retain, but I'm going to try to pull your trigger that you put on, Aaron. I, I like that Enzo and Cass call. Maybe New Day retains, but remember after this pay-per-view, what are we shifting to? We're shifting to the Royal Rumble. So that's going to WrestleMania season. So that will be a good time to bring them out and surprise everybody at this pay-per-view, the conclusion of the match, just to tease them. But we may not see them on Raw or anything, but they just know that their New Day's back is always being watched by them. So we can lead up to a few after the Royal Rumble before a main event match. Well, not a main event, but a match at uh, WrestleMania. Um, so with that being said, I think you still want to have the New Day retain, even though it'll be close to entertain. I just think a heelish way, they'll find a way to win. Yeah, I. there's two ways they can go with it here, in my opinion. One is, if you have the New Day retain, then you better have some other tag team ready to go up against them next. Because at this point, they would have beaten everyone that's meaningful in the division multiple times. The Usos were kind of the only ones left because they've been out hurt during right. a lot of the New Day's run. After that... You know, who are they going to face? But if you have one of these babyface teams win, then you have someone for them to go up against, and that continues the storyline. So that's, like you said, I think the Usos might be the choice here. If Here's what would be a really funny way to book it, and I only do this on the basis of these, um, maybe the Hardy Boys are going to come back rumors for WrestleMania season because their deals are up soon in TNA. What if you had the New Day win, but they did a lot of shenanigans to the point where they, like, Kofi was the only one that wants to get on the ladder. The other two are scared, and they're really not into the whole TLC gimmick. And then you put him up in a ladder match against the Dudleys and the Hardys at WrestleMania. And it could kind of be a throwback to this match where, like, these guys are scared, but now they're in there with two of the best teams of all time at that type of match. It's just something different to throw out there. We'll see what happens. Um, my, my gut tells me the Usos, but my heart wants the New Day. I always want the New Day to win, let's be honest here. Um... You know, I think Dr. M, you mentioned that that might be the match of the night. What I'm most, and that technically I think that that's true, but the match I'm kind of most interested in from a storyline purpose is what they're doing with Charlotte. She went from being one of the most boring champions on the roster to potentially the most exciting with this thing they're doing with this slow burn heel turn and getting her dad involved. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the only reason I'm really into it, I mean, it's very entertaining. The whole Miz TV segment was tremendous because they, like, almost turned the Miz babyface against him a little bit, which is hard to do. But then think about where that leaves Becky Lynch coming in and being the babyface that people are going to get behind. And I've wanted people to care about her for so long now. 
I really like this. And so a couple questions leading into it, and Dr. M, I'm coming to you because you're our Divas expert. Is Paige working babyface here? See, this, that is, that's really the only issue I have with this mm-hmm. upcoming match. Yeah. Uh, because I agree. I, I love what they're doing with Charlotte finally. Um, yes, she needs her daddy's help, but, you know, at this point, WWE has to kind of do what they have to do. Um, so I like what's happening with Charlotte. And I agree, like, this is the perfect way to make Becky Lynch, A, more important, and B, really turn her into a major face um, who can hang in the ring with Charlotte. But this Paige thing is what's throwing me off here because it wasn't that long ago that Paige was like this nasty heel that was saying wildly inappropriate things on TV. And now all of a sudden, you know, Charlotte's the heel and Paige is kind of like the detective that's trying to expose Charlotte. And so it's unclear if she's still a heel, I mean, yeah, she smacked Ric Flair, but, you know, Ric Flair's the dirtiest player in the game. Um, so not quite sure how we're supposed to look at Paige at this point, which is what kind of makes this match in this angle a little confusing for me. Um, the match should be good with those two women in the ring, but uh, I, honestly, I'm more interested in what will happen after this match is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see Becky Lynch coming out is my next question. Like during this match? Or? Yes, yes. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I think it would be perfect if they did that um, just because of the way she's kind of been inserted into this storyline. And again, it would be a great way to kind of say, hey, everyone, let's pay attention to Becky Lynch finally. I kind of want her to put Ric Flair in the armbar. That's just a personal thing for me. I think that would be, you know, to kind of be like the the counterbalance, even though it would be weird for her to help Paige because of all the horrible things Paige said about her. Yeah. So that might not make sense either, but maybe a common enemy, you find a friend type of thing. Um, I mean, unless one of you guys sees something I don't, I think it's very clear that Charlotte's going to win here, continue the slow burn heel thing, and go into WrestleMania as the dominant champion. Um. Is that kind of the consensus, or is there something I'm missing? I agree with that. Um, and at this point, I, I'm, I know there were at least at some points rumors about Charlotte and Sasha at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which very well could still happen, but I, I can actually see some sort of multi-woman match happening at Mania now. Um, like a four-way type of thing? Maybe a four-way. Nothing ridiculous like it was at um, the WrestleMania we went to in New Orleans. Yeah. But uh, a solid Fatal 4-Way maybe um, I think would be great. Uh, just because Sasha, yeah, the fans cheer her, but I, I don't know if she could be turned into a legit face in the next few months, but maybe so. Um, but, you know, I think, I, think it would, I think we'll see a multi-woman match at Mania. What do you think about that, D-Wayne? Can you tell us more? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm losing faith in You just want Sasha to have the belt, don't you? Yes, I mean, <laughs> that's it. I'm just, I, I, cream just, it's messing everything up on the main roster. It's everything. I mean, you bring, you bring talent to Divas. And 
what do you do with them? Nothing. I feel like they're waiting for for uh, Nikki Bella to come back. That's oh, don't don't say that. I actually heard her neck is in not a good way. Like it might be a while, if ever, before we see her in the ring. Yeah, I know. Like I want Sasha to have it. I think she'll have it at WrestleMania. But I think, like I said, I think the big feud that they're waiting for is Nikki Bella versus Sasha Banks. I think that's it. That would be kind of an awesome feud too if you went if you went back to the, like the Nikki heel that we knew previously. That could, especially if you had Sasha super over and like you said, Doctor, that could be a challenge to accomplish in just a couple months. But I mean, she's pretty over. I think they could do it if they wanted to go there. Yeah, I kind of I kind of see Charlotte in place of The Rock leading into WrestleMania 15. And I see Becky Lynch in the role of Mick Foley, who's trying to get her over as a heel to get ready for a big baby face to face her at WrestleMania, which was Austin for The Rock back then. And I think that I think that it might just be Sasha and Charlotte one on one. And then you have a, another Divas match on the undercard, maybe a tag of some kind. Yeah, certainly that could that could definitely work. It, yeah, it would be kind of cool to see. And it would be a really good demonstration that WWE is finally serious about the Divas if they do have multi, at least more than one match yes. at Mania. I wouldn't even be, I mean, yeah, you put those two together and then you have like, you know, Becky and another babyface against Paige and another heel or something mm-hmm. like that. And then yeah. you put Sasha over there and start making her into the next big babyface. Maybe you throw Nikki Bella at her, she's healthy down the line. And then maybe your next year's WrestleMania is when you bring Bailey in because Sasha never beat Bailey. And that's yeah. your next that's your next step. Never beat Bailey clean one on one, I should say. I know there was four way matches and stuff at NXT, yeah. but I just I think that that would be a really nice progression there and you could have Sasha and Charlotte and Paige and Becky and eventually Bailey be all part of carrying this new Divas division because I think you're going to start to see as much as, you know, there's a place for you know, enhancement talent. I think that's what Alicia Fox is becoming now, unfortunately, as much as I like her. I think that's what Brie Bella looked like on Raw this week. You know, you don't have Oksana around anymore, so you need other people to put people over. I think that might be what those guys guys are. She was putting everybody over for a while. Yeah, she was. So, all right. Well, it sounds like we're interested in it. We talked about that match an awful long time. You know, even though D-Wayne, you know, he just wants his Sasha Banks at the end of the day. And I think you're going to get that, D-Wayne. The main event, a TLC match which we saw what I felt was a horrible slash kind of entertaining promo for at the end of Raw this week. The champion Sheamus against the number one contender Roman Reigns. I think we're in the mood for a lot of shenanigans and a Sheamus victory, like I talked about earlier. So I'm going to let D-Wayne talk about his two favorite wrestlers on the roster. (laughs) Hey, look, let's try now. That says it all right there. <laughs> D Wayne mad. You know what? Creative, creative can't hit reset right now. They just can't. You want to know why? Because they have nobody to reset it to. You're not wrong. <laughs> In this case, 
don't be surprised if you see a rematch of this match at Royal Rumble. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm actually kind of so, counting on it. Um, but it's the way you don't have Roman have to put anyone over in the Rumble, but still go up against Triple H. Yeah, Sheamus wins. League of Nations interferes some way somehow. Yeah. Do you think it'll be a good match, Dwayne? Is it going to be a good match? Yeah. It has. It depends how Shane. I think it all depends on how Shane this works. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of uh, a lot of high spot gimmicky type stuff in this match to really get it over. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely probably won't be match of the night. I guarantee you. Oh no, I I don't think anybody expects that either. Um, Doctor M, what do you make of this? Is Sheamus for the win? Uh, yeah, Seamus for the win. Um, I, I'm trying really hard to be interested in this uh, because, as we talked about in one of the last podcasts, WWE is obviously struggling at the moment, trying to put together interesting television with a depleted roster. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to be interested in it, um, and. I have to say, I I commend WWE for putting Sheamus with this League of Nations group because Sheamus by himself just doesn't work. Um, So at least putting him in a group, he's mildly more interesting. Well, you saw that that exemplified in that promo with him and Roman. Neither of them could quite carry that segment. There was a lot of dead air with a bad crowd. The only thing that saved it was the tater tot thing, which was kind of funny, and I hope that that sticks. That pr- yeah, that promo was terrible, and there was an earlier uh, backstage segment where I think uh, Renee Young was interviewing Roman, and she explained to him that Seamus said he was going to teach him a lesson tonight, and then Roman responded, so what, does Seamus think he's a professor now? And when he said that, I nearly died. <laughs> um, and I-, I hope that's not, that horrible backstage segment and promo is not indicative of what we're going to see at TLC. Um, and yeah, they had the, they had that sort of ending segment on raw, which like the intent of the segment was perfectly fine, but it, it fell flat. And I, again, I think a lot of the flatness was due to the awful crowd. So I don't think we can put it all totally on Seamus and Roman. Um, but yeah, there, there's just a flatness about this feud that is constantly working against them. So, I, I think you're right, Aaron. It's going to be a match that will only succeed if there's lots of high gimmicky spots and nasty bumps. Um, and I think it, honestly, I think it needs to be as short as possible. Yeah, 10 minutes of Otter Doer there, maybe 12. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough, too, on pay-per-views like this because you kind of get numb to the gimmicks after a while. Like, you're going to have a tremendous ladder match. You're going to have a chairs match. I was disappointed to see that the Divas didn't actually get a ladder match because I can't, like we said last week, it was rumored to get a ladder gimmick and we hadn't seen a Divas ladder match that we could think of. Mm-hmm. would have been nice. But yeah, we're going to get kind of numb to the gimmicks and then you're going to see these two come out in a story that people aren't really getting behind a ton. Maybe the crowd, the live crowd there will be a little bit better than they were this week. But um, yeah, man, I'm kind of with you. Shorter is better and maybe some authority shenanigans or some League of Nations shenanigans or a combination of both. But I like Seamus to retain here. 
I think it, the company's showing that they're going to try and get behind him as a heel character. The other thing about it is, like, who does Sheamus work against when this Roman thing's done? If they if he gets out of this feud as champion, maybe you're looking at Brock taking the title finally there. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I want to ask you guys one more thing before we go. This kind of has nothing to do with the match. Sheamus' new entrance, which I'm actually a fan of, when they showed, like, the really random slideshow of Ireland images... Mm-hmm. Followed by the lights going down, and then you have the giant floodlight illuminating Seamus's pale, pasty skin. And he strikes the Jesus pose, and he says something that's one syllable, another syllable, and then I think he says fella. Do you know what he's saying there? Because I have an idea, but I wanted to hear what you thought about it first. Um, I have no idea. I mean, I... I typically don't pay much attention to Seamus, to be honest. So, okay. uh, but, but I know what you're talking about. And I feel like at, at one point I maybe wondered what he was trying to say, but I quickly started thinking about something else. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. D Wayne, what is he saying there when he comes out? Something, something fella. You know, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Cause I, I'm like, you just fast forward through that part of Raw. <laughs> you know what I what I th- oh someone's phone ringing. You know what I think he says, Doctor M. Oh boy, is that your phone, Doctor M? Yeah, sorry. No, oh, no worries. I'll wait for you. No worries. No, go ahead. Okay, so what I think he says, I don't even think he says fella. He has one syllable, one syllable, and something rhyming with Ella. I think he says, Portabella. And I think that he doesn't care that I know he says Portabella. I think it just, he thinks it sounds cool, and no one really knows what he's saying, but it looks tough. So what I want you to do is watch the pay-per-view on Sunday, fans. And when Seamus comes out, try very, very hard not to hear Portabella from now on out. I may have just ruined his entrance for you. I'm that's just that's I wanted to add an addendum there because this match is sort of uninteresting and I think that my addition helped it a lot. WWE Creative, give me a call. There you go. So yeah, maybe I can get another job or something. Well, I think our NXT takeover preview, you know, I was like, man, TLC, there's some good stuff, but there's some bad stuff. I think it'll be a fun show for what it is. But the NXT TakeOver I'm looking very much forward to just because, you know, European crowd, finally. Mm-hmm. And um, some, you know, decent matches that I'm interested in. But then you look at the NXT show, and I don't know how much surprise factor or, like, intrigue there is on some of those matches at the end of the day. But we can talk about that on the next episode. Something to look forward to. Hopefully we can drop that on you guys by Thursday at the absolute latest. That's you know, my, my personal goal at least, but, um, any parting words about the awesomeness that is TLC, the last road bump before we hit rumble and mania season. We'll start with you, D Wayne. Um, I'm just so disappointed at you. Um, This is probably going to be one of the worst pay-per-views of the year. And I hope you find a way to press the reset button soon. And I hope it's done right after New Year's. Even the Raw 
after TLC because what you're doing right now isn't working. I think that that's going to happen because the Raw on the 28th, D-Wayne, is the Slammies. And it's also in Minneapolis and Brock and Cena are both booked. And I think they're announcing Mania 33 in Minneapolis that same night. So I think we're going to get a, a giant reset in the next couple weeks. I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, Dr. M, any parting shots? Uh, I would agree with you and D-Wayne. I, I think I'm most looking forward to the reset that's going to happen after TLC. Uh, I think TLC is going to be sort of typical of WWE pay-per-views as of late. We're going to see probably two to three really good, fun, entertaining matches. And there's probably going to be one or two flat matches in there and a match or two where we're kind of just scratching our heads like, what the heck did we just watch? Yeah. Um, So I think it's going to be a, a mixed bag like, the last few pay-per-views have been but again i think the excitement is in what's going to happen after it so yeah well i couldn't agree with you more and i think we'll just sign off on that note but fans um we'll keep it short and sweet today we'll get you with another episode in a couple days previewing nxt takeover london enjoy tlc for what it is i'm sure Celis and two chains will be live tweeting uh at bgb group feel free to check that out they're very entertaining on twitter and yeah, I think I know we have a big 50th episode celebration coming up next week. Two Chains has kind of been leading the charge on that, so look forward to episode 50 next week. Definitely a review of TLC coming, you know, around or maybe even on that episode. I don't know what Two Chains has planned. Um, for Silly Sellis, though, who had to sign off early because his wife had to steal him to go to the store. For Mr. D Wayne, for Dr. M, this is Aaron with the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys on part two, a couple days. Check us out. See ya. This has been another production of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. And don't forget to rate with